This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Yes, yes, you are black, and this is Stanley Fritz, and we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. Good morning, Hi. and welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard right here. Did you just sigh <laughs> when I spoke? Are yeah. you Like, what does that mean to me? Everybody did. Everybody listening did. Everyone loves me, except for Selena and you, because you guys are haters. And Kanye. Um, well, Kanye, well. Well, so we'll welcome to the it. show, guys. Happy Sunday. Very happy to be here. Um, my name is Selena Hill. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Selena Hill. Shout out to Roland Michael, who just... Left a comment on our Facebook account saying, so excited for this. I'm not black. I'm Kanye episode. <laughs> Thank you, Roland. <laughs> no, like it like correlated with Stanley's opening. I'm black. Got it. And obviously Kanye is n- not. Never explain your pun, Selena. They're supposed to be correlated. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, guys, whatever. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, if you didn't catch my name on Instagram and Twitter again, that's Miss Selena Hill. And Miss is spelled with an M-S. Um, yes. you're nasty. Right, if you're nasty. And also not married. <laughs> okay. Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, but, you know, married women can use Miss or as if well you're, as Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to be married in a few hey, months. Hey, and hey, I, uh, <laughs> Calm down, all right? And I, I I, don't think I'm going to be referred to as Mrs. I'm not changing my last name, so I'll, Mrs. I'll use Ben, Ms. please. That's Mrs. pretty ben. progressive. Yeah. That's pretty radical, Jackie. You know. <laughs> Your husband's allowing this? Radical, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, Seriously? He's very kind. So this is a show where we talk politics, social issues, Jackie's marital status, and all <laughs> us, all else going on in the world on Twitter. Remember that time Selena started talking about Jackie's engagement ring and how much it might cost on live radio? Oh, my God. You anyway, just did that. Yeah, now, okay. And you just Moving did on. It. So, hi, I'm Jackie Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackie Cohen, J-A-Q-I-C-O-H-E-N. Uh, happy to be here. It's a good Sunday. It's been, I, I wasn't on the show last week. Right? You weren't. Where were you? Where was Alyssa I? was. Now oh, I was at a, I was at a good friend's uh, one year old's birthday party. Oh, I love ba- very cute. I have baby cravings. Oh, like I just listen. want like like once a month. I, I just need a hole and cuddle a baby, and yeah. then I'm good. I know it's it's <laughs> real. Like it's a little like I'm not ready for a kid just yet. But oh man, cute babies. Or maybe ever. Me? Yeah. Jackie I, clearly wants kids. Stanley. One day. One, One day minute. I'm gonna have kids, but okay. you know, I'm not immediately. And certainly, you know, I see a cute baby, and my brain like melts, which is bad. It's like, scary. It's scary. It seriously, I melted holding a baby. We have it, like One time. we have a video footage of, of Selena holding a baby, and the baby looks scared to death. <laughs> and, no, there and Stanley demonized me. I took a picture with Aww. a baby. The baby did look scared. No, the baby looked terrified. No, he I did. Know, no, the baby good. was terrified in the picture because uh-huh. the flash was scaring him. But him and I were like connecting, it, right. and then he took a picture. He's like this, Aww. like, uh, like sure shout it out wasn't to the your, baby. Like irrational intensity. No, the baby and I loved each other. Are you kidding me? Okay. Sorry. Anyway, speaking of love, shout out to. Catherine Morrow, who says, hey, guys, love your show. Hot topics. We are on our church flow. We get in all sunken in Harlem up. So thank you so much, guys, uh, for enthusiasm. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I know you guys are ready for this show and this discussion just like we are. Uh, Ken Roy Charrington also left a comment. And I had to point that out to Jackie to make sure I was pronouncing yes, everything right, right. correctly. Um, he says, automatically, Kanye needs to be the... I don't know what I don't know what that word is. While they're sorting this out, my name is Stanley. Stanley, let me finish. And needs the attention. Trump and Kanye like people kissing you know what, and not surprised that Kanye fell. 
for Trump's treatment. President is a little racist, only likes the title of presidency, and that's it. I would dare to say more than a little yeah. racist. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, like that's the only part. Like, so shout out to you, Cam. We appreciate the comment. The only thing that I would dispute is that the president is more than a little racist because there's definitely documentation of his racist tactics, behaviors, um, over decades, decades oh, yeah, long. Yeah, so right. it, it's like the documentation is there. The facts are there. So, yeah. So shout mm-hmm. out to you guys. Um, if you haven't guessed it yet, after the news roundup, we're going to be talking about Kanye West, everything that's going on. I'm pretty sure he's tweeting as we speak. Um, and we're going to talk about that and why it really matters. Like, you know, a lot of times people say, like, celebrities and politics. Like, who cares what a celebrity thinks when it comes to our politics? But uh, I think it does matter, and I'll explain why. And I know Stanley has very strong views about this. Also, a celebrity oh. is our president. So, like, the, the days oh. of, like, celebrities not having – or, like, their opinions about politics not – meaning anything i think are over because the lines are so blurred right now absolutely can I, oh, I can talk now i heard you mention my name <laughs> yes you can talk Stanley. do you see the way i'm treated on this radio show guys my you're name treated is like a woman oh, that was a case my name is stanley fritz if you like me you can follow me on twitter at stan fritz if you love me you can follow me on instagram at stan fritz or you can also go on facebook where i'll ignore your comments <laughs> and your posts because they probably don't make much sense what's going on facebook live what's going on podcast people and if you're listening through the fm What's going on? I'm excited to be on the show today. And yes, I have lots of thoughts about Kanye. He's in the sunken place. You know who else is excited? Who? Semhar Dory, who says, Aww. love y'all. So shout out to Semhar. Love Semhar, the Yes, best. we love you as well. No, we don't, Semhar. <laughs> yes, we love we you. definitely do. Yeah, we all do. So yeah, we're going to go on a quick break. Before we just jump into all the Kanye pandemonium, we're going to talk about the other news stories and things that are extremely relevant um, in society. There's a lot going on, including that White House Correspondents Dinner. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see Michelle Wolf oh, that's drag. Yeah, she's she dragged Donald she's Trump. So like, I literally spent 20 minutes this morning watching her whole stand-up, her monologue. It was brilliant. So shout out to Michelle Wolf. All Trump right. is so broke. Selena I'm going to leave it right there. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like this. I'm always like this. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to go on a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about it all. Michelle Wolf, Kanye West, and everything else going on. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Drake made a song for the ladies. What else Ow. is new? We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Parliament. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Selena Hill. She's extremely hyper. And Alyssa Fuchs. And guess what, guys? What? I keep forgetting. Oh, <laughs> word, Alyssa, right. are you here somewhere? <laughs> Do you guys see Alyssa? Because I don't. Yo, Selena. <laughs> whatever. I don't see Alyssa. Jackie Cohen. Uh, Thank you. Bad, guys. I did Can make that mistake. Right, but let's be clear. Selena took some K2 Stanley before she came Jewish to the people studio. Mixed up. First of all, K2 slows you down. How do you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. Whoa. Anyway, shout out to Stanley. K2 mommy. Anyway, shout out to Stanley because he matches today. I wanted to just acknowledge you, Stanley, that you tried today. Oh, you want to you want to get the jokes in? No, I'm, I'm giving oh. you a Stanley's shout out. Stanley's got the Canadian tuxedo going on, the Jay Leno. <laughs> Love it. I don't know what it is. Love it. But the you denim tried. on denim. You see the denim on denim. They came for me first. Remember that, internet. They anyway. came for me first. I'm about to roast you, queen. Speaking of roasting <laughs> I'm people. I'm actually scared. Whoa, do not say that. Speaking of roasting people, <laughs> no. Michelle Wolf roasted yeah. Donald Trump 
and Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I gotta turn guys, her mic down, guys. <laughs> no, no. Let me just let me just repeat this. I mean, let me just tell you the brilliance that Michelle Wolf said She's last dead. night at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. She said literally, "It's kind of crazy that the Trump campaign was in contact with Russia while the Hillary campaign wasn't even in contact with Michigan." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, she said, "Mr. President, I don't think you're very rich." I think you might be rich in Ohio, but in New in York, Idaho, Idaho, <laughs> Ohio, but but in New York, you're doing fine. It was yeah. so funny, and then she went on this whole Trump is so broke rant. I loved it. <laughs> My <laughs> favorite part was when she made it fun of um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, also known as a trash white woman in Handmaid's Tale. That was my favorite part. I haven't watched this yet. You got to watch it. It's 20 minutes. It's worth every single minute of it. I watched it while I was waiting for you guys to come to the studio. If you watch the White House Correspondents' Dinner or at least watch Michelle Wolf roast the crap out of the the Trump administration and then finish off by saying Flint still doesn't have clean water, I appreciate you, Michelle. You need to do it. If you've seen it already, leave us comments and let us know what you think. So, guys, before we get to the big main event of this conversation, this is the news roundup. What do we do then? We talk about things that made us laugh, cry, curse, flip a table, maybe things that made Selena so excited that her hands are actually trembling because <laughs> she didn't drink coffee. She just got seven hours of sleep. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, That's this is Selena on seven hours of sleep, which even that is not really enough, right? Seriously, I need eight. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Do you, though? <laughs> yes. I'm I'm a little afraid of She's you. She's like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley, that is not nice. Tiger's blood. Look at you. Anyway, anyway, Stanley, did you have a news story that you wanted to share? Yes, I did have a news story I wanted to share. I have a bunch of them. But I just want to talk about the sister who was dragged out of the Waffle House over 50 cents. I think her name was Shakisha. She was dragged out of the Waffle House over 50 cents. She asked for utensils, and the person behind the counter said, it's 50 cents. And she said, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I've never got charged up before. Can I speak to your manager or something? The cops came. They then grabbed her and slammed her to the floor and started dragging her. And she says, what are you doing? And the cops said, I'm going to break your effing arm. That's what I'm doing. They, so they ripped off her top. She was exposed. And guess what? The Waffle House is standing by the trash employee and the police who dragged this woman out of here. Now, listen, we always talk about black and brown men who are being shot or abused or mistreated by the police or just by the system. But when, when it's a black woman being victimized, far too many of us are quiet. And we had to make sure we stand with Jakeisha because this is nonsense. White nonsense. No. Oh, no, Selena. Go. No, I when I watched that video, I was horrified because, you know, she was just sitting there. It looks like she made a have you know, was enjoying a night out. Mm-hmm. Went to the Waffle House afterward. And, you know, she was she had on like a little dress, like a, um, a halter top. And then they pulled her from her seat. And onto the ground, and then her halter top came mm-hmm. out, and I'm just and came down, and like this whole time, I'm horrified, and I'm just like, what is going on? But then, I mean, a week before that, this white maniac goes into another White House, I mean Waffle House, and just kills all black and brown people. And honestly, I don't think black people are safe in the Waffle House. And the person that stopped him from killing more people was a black man yes, who it was. grabbed the gun, the automatic rifle, and got a, what, second-degree burn in his hand because it, it went off while the rifle was in his hands. Well, just to be clear, no one is safe in the Waffle House. It's a diabetes <laughs> trap. <laughs> yeah, right. but, but, but I think, you know, I mean, Waffle House is a huge chain, certainly in the South. Starbucks is obviously a huge chain. I mean, I think that when we're talking about supporting business, you know, we talk a lot about, especially here in Harlem, supporting black and brown businesses, right? And I think that this shows you why that's so important, right? Because time 
again and again, you know, weeks ago it was Starbucks, now it's Waffle House. We see these major corporations sort of, you know, I mean, I don't think Starbucks stood with their employees the way that Waffle House did, did they? No, I think... Regardless, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Like, I think that the point is that these major corporations are problematic and we need to be supporting businesses that don't, you know, condone this kind of behavior. Well, I mean... Who well, Waffle House clearly condones behavior, but most businesses would say that they don't condone this behavior. The problem is not necessarily businesses and what they condone or don't condone. It's the institution of white supremacy and the way it's upheld. Yeah. Because if it was a white woman, that wouldn't have happened. Yep. That's not necessarily about business ethics, but the issue of white supremacy, which is the bigger right. battle to face. It would never have Just happened. to juxtapose, there was a violent I mean, a viral video of this white woman telling two white police officers to shut the F up Sh- in there. Wait, they, she was like yelling in their face and they were like it's can, okay miss can i ask you a question jackie yeah do white people have like a trigger they can press to like activate their powers in not this only episode of white people explain yeah, yeah, yeah well that story is extra crazy because that woman was the ethics chair of the port authority right the <laughs> ethics chair who came to so so for those that haven't watched this video i would definitely recommend checking it out this is like a typical you know what th- what this video is is how cops should treat everyone and not just white rich white women right or just white people in general because what happened here was this woman had a daughter who was in a car that got pulled over and the driver of the car was not her woman um either didn't have his registration or a license and so the car got impounded by the police and they needed somebody to come pick them up and this woman who worked for the port authority who was connected in government came showed them her you know badge and whatever and basically talked up what a big deal she was got into these cops face were yelling at them the cops were backing up because she kept approaching them closer and closer and you know she's screaming at them she's causing a scene she's telling them to go f themselves and this that and the other thing and then she gets into her car returns gets out of the car to then make another scene and yell at them and then gets back in her car to drive away after you know completely screaming at these two officers in their faces and it's incredible to watch just the stark difference between that yeah. interaction and this one at Waffle House absolutely. It's, it's blatant like the racism that is embedded into the fabric of police institutions it's it's just it's sickening at this point and we always knew it existed at least us woke folk but now we're actually seeing it because of um, body cameras and because of you know video cameras and the fact that everything is videoed and another video that I think this one takes the cake for me I don't know if you guys saw the video of former NFL player Desmond Marrow being violently arrested in Georgia. This video is going viral. What happens? He was handcuffed. Two cops slammed him against a pickup truck while he's saying, I'm not fighting, I'm not fighting. Mm-hmm. Then they drop kicked him onto the ground. And, well, you know, they, hold they, didn't, they leg sweeped him. They leg, sw- they leg sweeped him onto the ground. And you're like, he was squirming a little bit, but he's saying, like, I didn't do anything to you guys. He starts crying, mm-hmm. and he's, like, literally through tears, I didn't do anything because he doesn't understand what's happening. Then two other police officers come. One puts his hand over his neck, and he becomes unconscious. You see his eyes roll to the back of his head. Oh I was God. livid. I couldn't. Like, thank God he survived, but he went unconscious, and they knocked his tooth out. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, after that, I was like, it's too much for me. I had to take a step back. I had to after that. So now the the Atlanta chapter of the Black Lives Matter, I guess they're going to file a lawsuit, but they're the one who are they're blasting police officers in um, Henry County in Georgia uh, for just handling this black man while he was in handcuffs. Like, are you kidding me? I can't. It's too much. 
Well, we need to be like we need to be clear about something. The police and pretty much anywhere in this country have no prioritization to be respectful or even like, you know, cognizant of the lives, the safety or the well-being of people of color. And in some places, they're more empowered to be like less cognizant of that than others. And Georgia is a place, particularly with the president we have in the White House, who will not do anything to like even speak a word badly upon them unless he's being investigated, they have even more of a free reign to do what they want. So when I saw that happening in a place that it was happening, I was not surprised. Mm. And no one should be surprised at this point. What are you going to do about it? And I mean, what should? What can we do about it? I, Go ahead, Jackie. No, just keep marching and showing up and resisting this garbage. I mean, it's it's outrageous. And, you know, I it happens so often Right. Unfortunately, this happens over and over and over again. And you can't just accept it and normalize it. This is unacceptable. And and to your point earlier, this you would never see footage of this happening to this white woman. Oh, no. The Port Authority ethics chair. Right. She was approaching these cops in a super aggressive, hostile manner. Yep. You would never see. And what would the outcome of that be if there was video of her being taken down like this? Oh, my God. Kidding me? It just would never happen. So it's not even worth speculating over. speaking of trash people uncle ben carson oh my god let's and I talk don't about it as a family member at all <laughs> so uncle ben carson he is trying to do an increase on people living in hud unsupported housing he wants to triple the cost of rent for these people so um what that means is someone who's paying you know maybe ten dollars a month probably not that cheap they would, about fifty dollars they, they could potentially see their rent go up as high as like three hundred dollars a month these are people who usually are not working because they can't find work these are people who had this housing or they have supportive housing because of other issues or elements that they facing these are people on fixed incomes he'd like to increase the amount of rent that they pay which would in theory probably force a lot of people to leave those housing yeah, places it, not in theory i'm sure in practice yeah. a lot of people who can't afford that will have to leave yeah. so basically when ben carson wasn't out shopping for furniture that costs over right, thirty thousand right, dollars right. he was thinking about how he can increase our rent especially the poorest households in the nation. They're going up triple three times. I mean, and not only that, but he's also making it easier to impose work requirements on poor households in the nation as well. So basically they're saying like, if you want to live here in this house in like subsidized housing, because you can't afford to live anywhere else, you have to prove that you're working. And if like your landlord doesn't think you're working enough or making like a, a big enough attempt to work, they can like try to kick you out. Right. And he wants to make that easier. Yeah. And to your point before, the audacity that this is coming from someone who spent over $30,000 on what? Like a furniture <laughs> yeah. shop. Like he wanted to buy a furniture shop for $31,000. Right. Right. Like I just honestly, I, it's, it's just too much. It's overbearing. And <clears throat> excuse me, it's just a lot to deal with at this point because. I mean, that's why it's so important for us to pay attention, guys. You have to know what's going on. Like, I know it's easy to get caught up in anything and everything that Donald Trump or Kanye West tweets. But this administration, they are putting into practice and into policy horrible things that will hurt the most vulnerable people in our society. And it's not even like the most marginalized and most vulnerable. Some of those are like even like middle class or like people who are upperly mobile and like trying to make it. These policies are going to trickle down and hurt all of us. So we have to pay attention. We've been talking about this for a long time. People know exactly what it is. You need to register to vote. You need to vote. But when you're also looking to vote for a candidate, it's not just about whether they're for a $15 minimum wage or they want a union. It's about the kind of person that they are and what their values are. If you value people who will steal money from the government and then punish poor and working class people, then Ben Carson's your guy. And if not, you might want to look somewhere else. 
But guys, we do have to go on a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to Kanye and all of his nonsense. Well, white folks ain't want us to eat. At the tender age of six, she was arrested for the city. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. What's going on to everybody listening and watching on Facebook Live? Friendly Pastor, I see you. I appreciate you. Shout out to the Netherlands. My name is Stanley Prince. I'm here with Jackie Cohen and, of course, Selena Hill on steroids. If you were just tuning in, we finished our news roundup and we talked about everything from Shakisha, who was dragged out of the Waffle House over 50 cents, and, of course, the crazy white woman who activated her white privilege to yell at a, at a white cop, and then, of course, the former football player who was chokeslammed by police officers. For why? Blackity black, black stuff. But we're not here to talk about that right now. We are switching gears to Kanye West. Selena, hit the music. For the record, I live a drug-free life, okay? Because you accuse, you just... You really familiar with what K2 does. <laughs> anyway, I'm not on steroids or K2. Regardless. She's on seven hours of sleep. Seriously. It's really like, scary. It's all it takes. But yeah, shout out. It actually out, is scary. Well, shout out to everyone who is watching via Facebook Live. We also appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. Shout out to you guys. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Stanley Fritz, Jackie Cohen. Alyssa Fuchs has the week off. So she's doing something fun in Houston right now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like she's having the time of her life, yeah. right? So let's get down to business. A powerful celebrity is using his platform to push right-leaning ideology, promote himself, and win support. Because his statements are erratic and unhinged, many people are dismissing him as crazy, and I use the quotation marks, and saying that his opinion does not matter in our politics. Some say if we ignore him, then he'll naturally go away. And by talking about him, we're feeding into his ego and into his scheme to gain publicity. But nevertheless, the pandemonium that he's causing can't be escaped. His disturbing statements and tweets are flooding our timelines, making headlines, and dominating national discourse. But the ego-driven, narcissistic man I'm referring to is not Kanye West. I'm talking about Stanley Fritz. <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, right. Two years ago at this time, we were fixated on Trump. His bizarre behavior and crass statements constantly consumed news networks and ate up our social media feeds. Many of us, myself included, completely dismissed him as an ignorant, race-baiting media whore who was clearly using his celebrity to gain even more power and money. And then we were blindsided when he won the 2016 presidential election. Before that, we didn't realize the amount of influence and weight that Donald Trump's philosophy had in our nation. Rather, we thought his bombastic style speeches and problematic platform would come to an end soon after November 2016. Little did we know that that would actually be the catalyst for him becoming the leader of the free world. Now, it would be easy to go down this same road and make the same mistake and dismiss Kanye West's latest Twitter tirade as just celebrity musing and say, who cares about what Kanye thinks about politics? Just like it was very easy for us to dismiss Donald Trump as a crass celebrity. See, culture has always been a driver in American politics, and Trump is by no means the first celebrity in chief. I mean, Barack Obama, in fact, gained political power and popularity by strategically aligning himself with powerful figures like Jay-Z and Beyonce. And before Obama, our country elected Ronald Reagan, a popular actor in Hollywood, as president. 
Now, in his own way, Kanye is following in Trumpianism style politics and building his own political following. Now, unlike some Trump critics who say we should just shut this conversation down, we here at Let Your Voice Be Heard have decided to take a deep dive into celebrity culture and discuss Kanye West, who has professed his love for Trump and a problematic black woman who has blasted Black Lives Matter and who is frequently guest stars on Fox News. No coincidence there. So I want to start this conversation off with you, Stanley. Can you talk about Kanye West's Twitter tirade and your personal reaction? Well, I'm not surprised that Kanye West did that. Kanye West has always been desperate to get the approval and support and love of white people and the institution of whiteness. And, you know, Jay-Z had a, a song called Blueprint back in 2002, I think it was, and he was talking about Nas, and he was like, just because he's been a cool for you doesn't mean that he's right. Just because you don't understand him, it doesn't mean that he's nice. Is it Uchi Wali Wali or is it one mic? Is a black girl lost her shorty or you for ice? And he was pretty much talking about the hypocrisy of Nas and how people acclaim him as this great rapper, but the only reason they do is because he claims to be a great rapper and he's not really that good. Kanye has been calling himself a genius since 2003 and now people have just started to agree with him. That doesn't mean he's a genius. And I think the space that we're in now is that people are giving Kanye West too much credit because he has made some great albums. And, you know, he's he's let that go, go to his head and he's trying to use that as a way to kind of like hang above everyone else. I think it's dumb. I have a question. Do you think you said that he's always been this way? Yeah. Do you think that's true, that he's always sought this sort of approval and he's you don't think that he's kind of changed in the past Kanye years. has absolutely changed, but he's always seeked approval of white people and whiteness. Look, let's let's look back at a couple of things that he's done. You guys are literally making me talk my um, op-ed out on the show. <laughs> so he always got mad when he didn't get an award from the MTV Video Music Awards. He was always going on radio shows talking about how upset he was at Ferragamo or what other European fashion person wouldn't talk to him and they wouldn't look at his fashion pieces. He was mad because he had to go to Adidas because he went to Christian Dior first to make... Um, high-end sneakers and Christian Dior laughed him out of there. He's always looking for this acceptance from white people and whiteness. Even though to his wife, Kim Kardashian, um, a white-facing woman who steals black bodies and black styles and black culture and black men to, and monetizes it. This is this is pretty much the kind of man that he's always been. What's happened over the years is he's, he's become more erratic because of some of his personal issues, maybe. But he's been on his pathway for a long time. Well, and Kanye has always been, you know, to his credit, someone who goes against conventional thinking and wisdom. Like, his first breakout song was Jesus Walks. No one was, like, that gospel rap record no one else in the mainstream was doing and in 2005 when he said george bush doesn't like black people no one had the audacity to do that on live television so kanye has always went against the grain and what he's saying now is i'm still that same person and basically i'm a free thinker but it sounds like everyone else is saying he's a sellout is it true what is he thinking freely about? When he said George Bush didn't care about black people, there were facts on the ground to support that. George Bush had aggressively ignored people in New Orleans, but specifically the people of color there. You had people on the roofs with signs saying, please help. And he, and he congratulated the director of FEMA when the director of FEMA had very obviously failed at doing his actual job. When Kanye West put out Jesus Walks, that wasn't his first single. His first single was actually um, Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Oh, his right, sec right, right. his right. second one was All Falls Down. That was his right. first hit. Jesus Walk was a throwaway single that came out and it blew up. Right. But so, is that the one that blew that that basically got him the most 
like credibility and popularity at that no, time. No, the album had already gone platinum before th- that song came out. Okay. So, and that's not to dismiss Jesus Walks, which was a great song. I think the video is what, right? Wasn't it the video that kind of set that song out? Because it was, I don't know. The song, like, people knew the song already, but the video was, like, he yeah. funded it himself. And yeah. there was, like, a lot of production. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that part right there. But just, you know, he's, is he, he, he's not, it doesn't make you a free thinker to support someone who's a white supremacist. <laughs> it just makes you someone who's, like, comfortable with white supremacy. It's actually kind of the opposite of being a free thinker to support somebody who's kind of a... You know, fascist. Yeah. And then also Donald Trump, what free thinkers tend to think outside the box. Donald Trump's racist, right wing, fascist point of views are directly in the box of what yeah, right. America has exactly. been for a long time. A free thinker would think outside of those spectrums and look at different ways for governing and different ways of leadership and different ways to be people. All he's doing is falling right into the general tropes of whiteness and white people and trashness. So you're saying it's just his embrace? He's an Uncle Tom. Oh, well... And he put out the song, Ye Versus the People. And in that song, he yeah. dropped that, like, Friday, Ye Versus People, thank you. In that song, he talks about, he basically defends himself and double downs on his Trump support. And, like, his argument is if we don't embrace the right, if we don't embrace white supremacy or, or uh, like, people who think very differently from us, then it will never give us a chance to change them. And he basically did the same thing a few years ago when he started wearing the Confederate flag. And he was like, I want to change the he was like, I want to change the perception of the Confederate flag. And he, Kanye West sees himself, I think, as a bridge to bridge both sides because he still supports Black Lives Matter. He still supports LGBT rights. No, he and he supports women's rights. He well, says how do you, that. How do you, no, how how do you, you do know? both? He, he said doesn't. it. He said it. He, he said, he, I am very much he in support. No, he's not. He's, you know what Kanye is in support of because he says it. He says he's very much in support of Donald Trump. He's very much in support of these white supremacists. When, when a black person is shot and killed and Black Lives Matter is marching, you don't hear Kanye. You only hear Kanye two times when his album is coming out and when his trash clothing line is coming out. And he's never speaking up for Black Lives on either one of those occasions. Well, he used to be downtown at the um, the Wall Street protest, the Occupy Wall Street protest. He definitely showed up there. And he was, I guess, and he's also um, building a new organization to help um, disenfranchise franchise folks in Chicago as well. I think it's going to be named after his mother. Did he show up at Occupy Wall Street? definitely. With Russell Simmons. Yeah, he did. I remember Russell Simmons. He was actually more, in my opinion, more politically active than Jay-Z was first. First. It was Kanye West first. And then Jay-Z, Beyonce came aboard. You're right. And that's one of the reasons why we used to like Kanye because he was more politically active. He was the one, I think, the first rapper, first mainstream rapper to come out in support of same-sex marriage and really attack those like negative tropes about about gay people to the point that the hip-hop community thought he was gay. (laughs) And, you know, so he was one of the first people to do that. So to go to that space... That is free thinking because at that time in 2004, 2005, particularly the black community and the hip hop community was aggressively homophobic. And he was one of the first people to speak out about it and, and use his platform to talk about that. That's sticking outside those boxes. What he's doing now, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, no. Right. And I think what's interesting, um, so Chance the Rapper tweeted not, what did he tweet? Not every black person needs to be a Democrat, right? Yeah. Which like, I think. All of us in this room would agree, and we've talked about it on the show before, but to be a free thinker, I would say, is is stepping outside the political binary of Republican versus Democrat or Trump yeah. versus non-Trump, right? Not to say, well, I'm going to, you know, be so cutting edge and think outside the norm. I'm going to, you know, as a black man in America, support Trump. I don't think that's very innovative or thoughtful or, you know, I think... 
I don't know what it is, but I, I agree. I don't think that every black person needs to be a Democrat. And I think we've talked about it on the show before, the many ways, the litany of ways in which the Democrats have not supported black people in this country. And so I would agree with that statement, but I don't think the, the alternative is going for Trump. Well, I think Kanye West says that if most black people, most people in the hip hop community are doing things and thinking one way, he's not afraid to do the opposite. And that's what he's doing here. It sounds like he's just trying to think the opposite way to be controversial and not actually being smart about it. So he's Nitty and an Uncle Tom. <laughs> On that note, we do need to take another quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to talk about some other issues and why everyone is really dismissing Kanye West is like a mental case. And we shouldn't be doing that. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. I'm so appalled, spawned and bald, bald and Donald Trump taking dollars from y'all, bald and Donald Trump taking dollars from y'all. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And yeah, that was Kanye's voice back in 2010, actually blasting Donald Trump, saying that he is exactly a capitalist, a money-hungry, greedy corporatist that just takes money from all of us. That was the old Kanye West that we all miss. Shout out to the old Kanye West. Now, before we went on break, we were talking about like Kanye's, you know, erratic behavior. I mean, you guys, you've seen the tweets. You see what he's saying. He wore the MAGA hat. He posed with Leo Cohen, who some people have been accusing of holding up a white supremacist sign in a picture. Um, so and, and basically he's, he's putting out some problematic statements and saying that, you know, I'm a free thinker. I cannot. You can't control me. I love Donald Trump. We, that's my brother. We have dragon energy. Donald like basically Kanye West is campaigning for Donald Trump 2020. That's what it sounds like right now. But a lot of people, including the media and like even myself, we were dismissing this as his behavior as like erratic and a result of a mental illness. And like Jackie, you pretty much like you and Stanley, you especially you pretty much like opened my horizons to why we should not be equating this to mental illness, which is like almost like the easy or the lazy thing to do. Why shouldn't we just be saying, oh, he's a basket case? Because it, that's like offensive, right? Like it's it. W- no one in this room right now is a licensed therapist or psychologist, right? Like we, I don't think it's for us to determine. I mean, maybe a therapist that can, and even then, like I don't think that when you're like reading someone's tweets online, you have a full picture of who they are as a person. Um, but I don't think it's appropriate for us or anybody that's not qualified to do so to label him as having some kind of mental illness when we. It's just not appropriate to do that, right? It's problematic to say, oh, well, this person has this, this, this based on, you know, I don't know him. I've never been in a room with him. I'm not a licensed therapist. I can't make that kind of determination. And then also, you know, maybe he does have a mental health illness. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. It doesn't matter. But there seems to be this trend. This is all my opinion. This new trend on social media when people do problematic things, when people do disrespectful things. The, the new response or the new defense is, well, I have mental health right. issues or they have mental health issues. And once again, that may or may not be the truth. But A, it, my opinion, creates a scapegoat. And then B, there's already a bunch of stigmas around people with mental exactly. health issues. It's, it's really dangerous for you to be lying about that or putting that on people. And, and further enforcing like negative stigmas about mental health issues. It's just not appropriate. Right. I think that it's a problematic conversation to have in general. And we had talked about that earlier this week well, as the story was emerging. Um, and I think, you know, Stanley and I had a, a great back and forth discussing that, that there's already enough negative stigma about mental health as, you know, 
in our country. And so we don't want to perpetuate that further. Certainly not by using Kanye's tweets to diagnose him. No, no, absolutely. And I'm happy that you pointed that out. We actually have a caller on the line, Steve, who would like to let his voice be heard about Kanye West and the Twitter storm. Steve, let your voice be heard. Yeah. You know, it seems like to me where it's it's little, where is when Kanye seems to side with, with the president, maybe he might be trying to turn the page and be a go in between. But you know what? I, I, you know, I don't see it as any different than somebody else who, who wants to like bail out from the, the, the losing, the sinking ship of this black, this black thing, you know, and it seems that like even with, with even with Bill Cosby, it's like it's a sign of a sinking ship. There's no more political um, traction. And just like Serena Williams, she goes and bails out. She goes and marries somebody else. So maybe Kanye, it just it's, it's a sign of the times where people are just tired of dragging on and going out with a sinking ship. And what's the difference between what Kanye says out of his mouth and what Serena does and has another baby by some, some white guy? So... You're asking what's the difference between Kanye saying he supports a white supremacist and Serena Williams falling in love, marrying, and having a child with a white man? Is that is that what you're asking? Oh. <laughs> he hung up. Oh. Uh, well, I will answer that question. <laughs> Kanye West is an Uncle Tom, and he supports a white supremacist. Serena Williams met somebody, fell in love, and had a child with them. Not the same thing. Period. That's just what it is. And, and as the being a black person, you know, is is being team black, being on a sinking ship. I would say being team white is a sinking ship. But, you know, difference of opinion, I guess. Well, you know, speaking of that, um, I actually wanted to talk about if we can and should be supporting celebrities that don't align with our political views. Because it seems like we've reached a point where the personal is political. So, Stanley, will you still be supporting Kanye West and his music? No, I didn't even want to play his music today. And the you only didn't. reason I played the music is because you asked me to because you need it for the segment. I played two <laughs> songs. We'd not be playing Kanye West on here again as long as I'm engineering. Because it's not about having a difference of pol- political ideologies where I say, you know, we need to tax the rich. And you say, well, that's not going to solve the problem. That's not the differences we're having anymore. The difference of opinions in politics, at least in the basic Democrat-Republican framework, is... Black and Latino people are stealing all the resources and we need to kick them out of the country and we got to take everything away from them because they're 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 undeserving. They're lazy and they're disgusting. and They're savages. And then as my opinion, I'm a human being. We can't we can't agree to disagree about my humanity. And if you side with someone who questions or even attacks my humanity, you are not my enemy. Jackie, can you and will you support any celebrity, I mean, that happens to have a different political view? I mean, we've had discussions like this earlier when we talked about the Me Too movement and some, I forget the comedian's name, um, Louis C.K. Louis C.K., Louis right, C.K., right. who you admired, and then we found out that he was a I sex think that's offender. A great, I think that's it's a like, great example. It's like, can you example. still support his, his no, art? No, I'm not, you know, and it doesn't negate the fact that I did, right? I'm not going to pretend that I was never a big fan of his and I didn't go see his shows. That's, you know, that. It's, it's just not true. Right. And this is it was difficult for me to learn what happened. But I don't know how I mean, th- this is something certainly when it comes to the Me Too movement. I mean, this is something that I care a lot about and I can't actively support somebody and give them my money when they have violated this thing that I really care a lot about. I think there's a difference between having a difference of opinion and having a, a complete ideological divide between the two. Right. And so, you know, I, I welcome 
political differences and discourse and debate, but there's a difference between having a difference of opinion and for me, supporting a white supremacist or, you know, violating a woman sexually that I cannot forgive. What about you, well, Selena? No, good question. And I asked this question on Twitter earlier. Um, Roland chimed in saying, yes, I will continue to support Kanye. Thank you. Appreciate your answer there. Um, so, so here's the question. And I think there's always been a conundrum, especially for black folks, because we understand the racial barriers and obstacles it takes to reach a certain plateau of success, even in entertainment and in Hollywood. So when we find out that these black heroes have drastically fallen, it hurts our hearts. And the reason being is because we, st- we like not only are they creative geniuses, but they're trailblazers that open up those doors for so many other people. And I'm not just speaking about Kanye West. I'm talking about R. Kelly. I'm talking about Chris Brown. I'm talking about Michael Jackson. Like, all of these figures have some problematic history. And it's hard to put them, like, once they reach that this plateau and they become our idols and we say, yes, I can do it because this person did it and that's my hero, it's hard to say, it's just hard to break away from that. It really is. And, like, I'm not going to lie. R. Kelly's bump and grind, R. Kelly's R&B classics, they're still classics. Chris Brown still makes great music. Michael Jackson, you got to be kidding me. So, look, Kanye West, in my opinion, is a creative genius. He has a huge impact on culture, not just hip-hop, but fashion as well. And he has definitely broken down barriers, and that doesn't take away from it. Him supporting Donald Trump? Like, I'm not going to be retweeting him. I'm probably not going to purchase tickets to the next Yeezy tour. But I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge him for the impact that he's made and how it's either impacted my lives or so many other lives. Like these the albums that these creatives make are they're they're extremely impactful. Can I can I tell you why I disagree with that? I'm not saying you're doing this. This is how I feel about it. So, yeah, Kanye made great music. Chris Brown made great music. But for me, when you know they do these horrible things and, like, they show no interest in changing and they want to keep doing these horrible things and you still, like, listen to their music, buy their albums, you're almost, con- like, it's not necessarily condoning it, but, like, you're accepting it. Like, well, you know, yeah, this person did this horrible thing, but that's okay because they're making music, which is erasing millions of people that they are impacting or hurting in one way or another. There's a reason why I stopped watching The Cosby Show after Bill Cosby had come out to have been raping over 60 women. It's because even though, you know, The Cosby Show isn't just about Bill Cosby, he makes money off of that. And I did not want to be a part of helping someone who should be under a prison, right, under jail right now, making money when he did something wrong. Kanye West, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, if you believe in the humanity of people, of Muslim people, of, 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 Sp- of Latin people, of black people, of women, it's just, I find it very hard to, like, just look the other way on what he's doing or anyone in that in that case of what they're doing because how can you how can you just like still support someone if they if they disrespect a question of humanity well and a question i have not just directed at you is are you boycotting starbucks do you still eat at chick-fil-a do you still and not just you do you still shop at marshall's do you still buy stuff at walmart there is so many all of those well thank you stanley for you but there are so many other um organizations platforms corporations companies that either directly or indirectly hurt and affect black people more than not and to me it's like it's it's like if you're still going to have if you're going to still go buy a coffee at Starbucks, but you won't support 
like Michael Jackson or like, you know what I'm saying? Someone who makes black music that in their art could be very freeing and very expressive and empowering. But yes, they do have a problematic history. How do you justify that? Well, Selena, white people have always been trash. But we support them no, and their no, institutions. No no, 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 no. White people have always been trash, and we've been brought up in this institution of capitalism and racism and trash whiteness that is very, just very difficult to get out of because it is everywhere. You expect more from your own people. No, you, no. I think that we're putting. I think white people, because of entitlement and privilege, have the opportunity. They have entitlement and I privilege no to tr- be problematic, no, I, and black people don't. No, I have no trust or expectation of white people. That's just what it is. But, like, you know what? Like, I expect white people to be garbage, racist, bigoted people who take advantage of their privilege and their money and their power. That's what white people have done. So black people have to be perfect. No, you don't have to be perfect, but you don't have to actively cheer on our oppressor or help to push it forward. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird uh, point for me to start talking. Um, But I think what Stanley was saying before, too, is a really good point that we live in this society where it's not so easy to just opt out of, you know, especially, you know, like we're talking about major corporations now. We're not just talking about artists, but, you know, Walmart and Starbucks. And it's hard because when you don't have a lot of options, you know, it's really hard to make a conscious buying choice if you don't have a lot of options. Right. That's just the way our society is built. But I think that, you know, you can do the best you can. And I think it's, I don't know. I don't think you need to necessarily justify. I think if you don't want to support someone's art because what the they're saying is problematic, that is justified enough. Well, unless anyone else has any last words about supporting art and artists, even though that person is problematic. Last words. Kanye West is an Uncle Tom. And any black person that supports a white supremacist or white supremacy or apologizes for it, you're, it's not a difference of opinion. You are an Uncle Tom and you are actively advocating for people that want to destroy us and kill us. There's no walking back from that. You don't get a pass from that. And you should really take a look at yourself. And I don't think it's unreasonable to hold those people accountable. Because at the end of the day, if we have nothing else, we're supposed to have each other. And if you don't have that, what do you really have? Well, I'll just say this. I have just uh, in closing, I have a little difference of opinion only because like Stanley pointed out that Kanye West has embraced whiteness. Right. But I'm a little more empathetic. The reason being is because that's what the institution of slavery and racism has done. It has made us and Kanye rapped about it. Ironically, it has made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. It has made us see ourselves in a stigmatized manner. We have internalized that racism in so many ways and it comes out in different forms and expression and by us siding with massa like what used to happen on the plantations and now what happens with an example of maga the maga hat or or donald trump it's the same thing so to me the culprit here is white supremacy and to me the problem is white supremacy and we just need to help and love our brothers like Kanye West. Harriet Tubman pulled a gun out on people like that because they would actually try to stop people from escaping. Sorry, no, and and I and I understand that, and I'm not like exactly Harriet did what she was supposed to do. But basically, what I'm trying to say is not everyone gets to that point of wokeness like Stanley Fritz. Stanley Fritz wasn't always that woke, and if people didn't break, didn't help you out, you still might have been on that Don Lemon chain train. So basically, what I'm trying to say is that before. We, before you take, like even says in the Bible, take the moat out of your own eye because it takes a certain level. It takes a certain level of 
maturity and emotional stability to get to a place of wokeness to understand how the dynamics and power structure of white supremacy really work. Kanye's not at that point yet. But I think that with education, he can get there. And I would be that person to try to help him out. On that note, I want to thank everyone for chiming in to the discussion, listening to Let Your Voice Be Heard. Of course, you can check us out on our podcast at iTunes. You can check us out on SoundCloud. Let Your Voice Be Heard. We're on Stitcher, Google, iHeartRadio, and we're also on WACR 90.3. We'll be here next week, God willing. Happy Sunday, guys.